everyone. Welcome to another episode of This Show is All About You, a show about all the ways in which you and me connect as we, and what that means for all of us. As always, I am your host, J.D.K. Winnikin. You can find out more about me at my website, which is wordsbyjdk.com, and on my social media feeds at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look up my last name, W-Y-N-E-K-E-N. You should be able to find me rather easily. Would love to chat with you about whatever's on your mind. And certainly talk uh, at length about the show if you'd like. Speaking of the show, that's why you're here. It is episode 59 today for February 21st, 2022. And I'm excited to uh, to have a guest uh, in studio today to sort of guide this along. Uh, and it is my longtime friend, almost 30 years we figured out the other day. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. Longtime friend Seth Mormon, uh, who is also the host of his own podcast that you guys should check out. Athletic Obscura, and has the tagline of what, Seth? Uh, we are the home of the uh, weird, strange, and unknown in sports. Absolutely. And you can check that out on your favorite podcast uh, platform. Uh, and certainly we'll probably end up talking a little bit about it. Seth is a big sports fan, as am I. It's one of the it's one of the cornerstones of some parts of our friendship, wouldn't you say? We spend a lot of time talking about sports. A lot of time. You know, our, our doing, we do sports trips. and Get going like to events. We're going to one this week. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, anyway, Seth is in town visiting. It was kind of this cool thing that kind of happened organically and Seth is up here visiting and, and, uh, we decided that if we were going to talk about on the show together, uh, maybe talking about road trips, uh, would be good. So I let, I let you do the title for the show and the haiku today. So why don't you tell us what we're talking about? It was an honor to actually title the show and to make a haiku. That's mm, great. So it's pleasure. a road trips and friendships is what we're going to be talking about. Okay. All right. And the haiku to go with it that you wrote? The haiku for today goes like this. Road trips form a bond, forging friendships, growing love, where we become one. There you go. Nice work. I thought about using refrigerator. <laughs> From a previous from episode. From a previous episode. Well done. Well done. Yes. That's a shout out to Grace Heller. Grace, if you're listening, yes. Because refrigerator is the great get out of a get out of a haiku quick. Yep. Right. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Well, before we jump into that, Seth, I want to make sure that we uh, thank this show's sponsor. Uh, as always, Airway Science for Kids. Airway Science for Kids is a nonprofit based down in the Portland, Oregon area that provides life and career pathway opportunities for underserved youth in aviation and aerospace. And they do that by not only offering in-house programs uh, to youth of all ages, but also by facilitating relationships throughout the industry and throughout the community, even with governmental uh, entities, uh, educational organizations, to help students discover not only their talents, but to learn things like self-advocacy and how to improve uh, their own personal situation, that of their families and that of their communities. It's a very kind of largely integrated program that you can find out more about by visiting their website, airsci.org, A-I-R-S-C-I.org, or reaching out to them via email at the address info at airsci.org. And uh, Seth, we were just down in Portland. We were just there. I got a tour of the facility, and let me tell you, it's fantastic. Isn't it great? Yeah, all the manip- manipulatives they have, uh, all the programs they got going on mm-hmm. in a great little neighborhood there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Yeah, it's a re- really cool thing. We were very uh, A big thank you to Airway Science for Kids for letting us uh, take a look. That's sort of where this idea for today came from. We were yeah. we went on a short road trip. Seth and I have been friends for almost 30 years, going back to when we were camp counselors together <laughs> Those over the summer days. camps, yes, back in the uh, mountains of Southern California. But we have stayed friends ever since. We have some common background. We're both the sons of pastors yep. and, and uh, have that in common, like a lot of sports, a lot of the same music. Uh, and, of course, doing stuff at camp kind of bonds you in ways, you know, when you work with people for a summer 
Uh, and it just sort of kept on going. And one of the commonalities that we've always had is we love road trips. Yeah, and we've exactly. done a bunch, right? So we thought we would talk today a little bit about why some of our tell you some stories of our road trips, the stories we can tell. Right? There's certain, yeah, there's some that we can't. We had to edit ourselves yeah, we, quite a bit, actually. <laughs> so, so not only telling those stories, but also about why why it's been such an important part of our friendship, and maybe get all of you out there thinking about not just doing road trips yourself, but just about your own friendships, and maybe coming out of COVID, maybe it's time to start thinking about doing another road trip or doing one for the first time or reconnecting with friends. So. Well, I'm thinking about how a road trip and a friendship actually have a lot of things in common. Sure. They're symbiotic, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Uh, you know, to have a successful road trip, if you're not friends, uh, it's not actually not going to be successful. You know, <laughs> you know, th- there's a lot that goes into that road trip. I mean, you're agreeing to stay in the car with somebody for many, many hours at a time. Yeah. So you got to know them really well. You got to kind of know that their habits, mm-hmm. they get cranky, Right. We got a story about us getting pretty cranky. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But, yeah, uh, that didn't happen very often, though. Um, so it's just one of those things that that Seth and I have had many opportunities to do these types of trips. And as he mentioned a little while ago, uh, we like to do sports weekends. We were doing that a lot before COVID. You know, uh, Seth lives down in the Los Angeles area. I'm up in the Seattle area, and so we've we decided after a handful of years ago to start taking some intentional time to make sure that every year we got together, and we tend to do it around sports weekends, going up to Canada to, you know. So watch CFL. CFL football. Yeah. I know, right. We're one of the weird ones who go north to watch football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember last time we went up there, we stopped at the border and they they didn't believe us that we were coming up for a Canadian football league game. Yeah, the, the border patrol agent goes, I don't think people do that. <laughs> Not from the States. People come down for Seahawks yeah, games. All right? the time. They, they didn't believe us. So fortunately we 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 talked our way through that one. Well, and I think our road trips are an extension of our friendship. Oh, guaranteed. you know, because of all the things that we end up talking about, uh, mm-hmm. the, the gamut of uh, of different topics, whether they're uh, sports or personal or uh, theology or mm-hmm. you just name it. Yeah, everything we end up talking about. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where it, you know, friendship. You could call it a pressure cooker if it was a negative, but it shouldn't be. But it, it, all the all the parts and pieces of a friendship. Um, are on full display and have to be for a, six, for a road trip to be successful. They're oh, all there. Without a doubt. And then, of course, it seems like, though, and it's certainly been our, in our case, it's been true, when you have a successful road trip, you put a lot of coins into the bank of that friendship, mm-hmm. right? Those mm-hmm. common experiences, those common conversations, the things you learn about each other, and then the memories you have that will always be unique to specifically that event and those those two people. Well, yeah, not only is there physical proximity when yeah. you're like in the car with someone, but there's also some, uh, there's a lot of emotional proximity Ooh, yeah. w- with each other. That's good. You know, because if, if if you're not emotionally close to one another, it ends up just being kind of like a, a, a bad Uber ride, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, you've, you've had a bad Uber ride, oh, yeah. you know, and it's, it's not fun and you're no. just trying to get to where you need to go, whether it's the Uber driver who wants to talk too much mm-hmm. or the Uber driver who, you know. Who knows? I, let's Dri- not, let's drives not, too crazy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I like that emotional proximity because in in the end, that's of course what, and it's certainly been in our case, we've we've lived far apart for almost the entirety of our friendship. We, yeah. Except for those times at camp. Yeah, that's it. And so we've, the emotional proximity has always been necessary to maintain and that helps those types of friendships. You know, if you're not going to have the physical proximity, you must have the emotional proximity. Well, where should we go? What what road trip do you want to talk about? Well, uh, I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you steer, man. You're All right. the guest. We so. we talked about a lot of them, kind of leading up, but I think where we should start is uh, 1995. 
Oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. So 1995, we were working at camp. Uh, we decided to take a road trip across the country. Now, we just didn't decide. We actually had a good friend of ours who we were working at camp with. Yeah. And uh, he was a couple years younger than us, and he had said he had never been on a road trip in his life. Which and, was hard for us to believe. Now, keep in mind, we were in our early 20s, early to mid-20s. At this yeah, point. and he was he was maybe 19, 20, yeah, 20 college, something yeah. like that. Uh, and so we decided... We're going to take him on a road trip. We I didn't. Mean, we didn't need. To. We didn't need to go with him. <laughs> you know, when have you? When have you? I ever needed to do a road trip. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe so, once or twice. So we, uh, we, we're yeah, we're not over twenty five because it was a little bit hairy to actually rent a car. Yeah, you know, but we were able to figure all of that out, and so the three of us jump into a car. Uh, in Ontario, California, we picked it up at the um, at the airport there. Yeah, and overnight. To Vegas. Drove to Vegas. And uh, we ended up having uh, breakfast at the Circus Circus at like four in the morning. I just remember eating like four bowls of crunch berries. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I that was important to do if we we're going to be up all day now too. And about a pound of bacon. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was great. Visited the Luxor. Um, we decided we need to get out of Dodge there. And so we headed up on the 15 and it's a Sunday morning. Uh, yeah. And we were, and we're trying to get to Salt Lake City because- Seth's girlfriend at the time, now wife, has yep. been for a very long. How long have you guys been married now? Uh, twenty six years. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, she was living in Salt Lake City at the time. We had to get up there to pick her up when she was flying in from somewhere else. So, and Seth, you had not seen her in what two months? It, it seemed like an eternity, right? <laughs> so, <clears throat> we I'm sure she'll love to hear that, right? Exactly. <laughs> we were going, uh, and there's that little slice of I-15 that goes through. Arizona. Yeah. And it was probably six in the morning and I was driving and I, I had pedal to the metal. There's yeah, nobody and on David the road. David was asleep in the back, fortunately. Yeah. Because this would have freaked him out. And we, we went over a little rise in the interstate and right in the middle was a, a state trooper. And I blew past him at going a hundred miles an hour. Probably. It was a state trooper convention. There were like five or six cars yeah. there. And uh, as I passed him in my rearview mirror, I saw the dust spin, and he took off, and I just pulled over to the side of the road. <laughs> he didn't even have to light me up, nothing. Uh, he, he comes up behind, and uh, and he goes, do you know how fast you were going, son? And I said, way too fast, sir. <laughs> he said, that's the right answer, because I didn't want to have to wake up the judge on a Sunday morning. <laughs> that was sobering, yeah. to put it mildly. Yeah, because uh, that could have ended that could have ended badly. Yeah, on the first night of our trip. Yeah. Yeah, and David would have never made it to school, which right. was kind of the goal. <laughs> yeah, right. We had to get him to so, Minneapolis. Yeah, we ended up, we make it to uh, Salt Lake City. We stay the night. Uh, we get up, we get on I-70. We go across uh, uh, Wyoming. There's not much in Wyoming. In Nebraska. A lot of wind, a lot of sky. Yep. A lot of straight roads. Yep, uh, and, and we we uh, we stop at a couple places along the road. We stopped at a truck stop. Remember that truck stop we stopped at? And we ended up getting uh, like a Jeff Foxworthy tape, yes, and uh, um, a Jackson Five, Jackson Five ABC tape, a cassette yeah. tape. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> it's funny those things you remember, like those little things. Yeah, yeah, and it was because again, it was another all night trip, right? For yeah. whatever reason, we planned out this trip with three like all night drives out right. of like four days of driving. Right. So I guess that's what happens when you're planning these things in your early twenties. Right. <laughs> Well, we make it down eventually to Kansas City. We're obviously not going in straight lines if you know the roads. Right. But we had some things that we wanted to do. And we get down to Kansas City, and it's like 8 in the morning, and we stop at a Shoney's, which is kind of like a Denny's. Yeah, we've diner. been up all night. Um, and we had the most surreal experience in that 
place. Yeah, it was really interesting. We're sitting at the table. It's pretty crowded in there. And, um, you know, it's, it's a local place. And it was on the edge of town, as I, re- as I recall. And we were sitting there eating and or waiting for our food, technically. And right across from us was a, a woman with her, I guess, her daughter or maybe a granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And she was eating and she picked up her fork. And we all happened to see this. She picked up her fork and she hit her nose accidentally with the fork. That wasn't the weird part. The weird part was that her nose came off. <laughs> it flipped up into the air and landed in her food. Mm-hmm. I thought I was hallucinating it. I looked at Seth and David, who both saw it and were looking at each other like, did we all just see that? And then she proceeded to take her nose, clean it off in her water glass and just pop it right back and on. And she was laughing, thought it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah, and we thought, of course, we've been up all night. So it was both, I couldn't believe it actually happened. It was both freaky and hilarious. But of course, you can't laugh at that right in front of Well, you her, can. But, but it wasn't kind, no. so we didn't. Yeah. But that was uh, that's a story that still gets told yeah. a lot. Yeah, and then from there we made it to St. Louis, spent a couple of days in St. Louis, and we got on the road again uh, up to on our way to Chicago. Went yeah. through the craziest rainstorm we've ever been through in our lives. Yeah, I'd never been in a cloudburst before, uh, and it was like a, it was like a cloud exploded over our head. We actually had to stop on the freeway because it the windshield wipers wouldn't couldn't it was, clear the water. It was like being under a waterfall. Yeah, it was crazy. We went to a, a White Sox game that night at the at the new stadium there. Yeah, um, when it was new. When it was when it was new, then we then we uh, jumped in the car again. I fell asleep, and you got gas in a really bad neighborhood. Really bad neighborhood on the south side of Chicago, looking for gas, and we're uh, we're helped out by some very friendly locals who gave us uh, not only gave us gas, but then also said, "This is your quickest way out, and don't stop." Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Thank we you. made it to the Twin Cities, dropped David off. Then we headed on our way to Nebraska. We're going to go see a friend. And it's just now the two of us in the car. Yeah. And uh, we're driving all day. And it was a lot longer than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. And um, we just got agitated at each other. Yeah. I'm not even sure I remember what it was about, but we were. it was supposed to be a shorter day and we were flying back the next day and the day kept stretching out, stretching out. And all of a sudden, we were just at each other's throats. I was so mad. Yeah, and I don't know why. I don't remember what it was about, but it, you know, all of a sudden we had each other's throats, and finally we decided, somebody decided, let's pull off here. And we stopped by this, like a bait and tackle shop in yeah. the middle of middle of nowhere in Nebraska. And I, I this part I do remember, is I remember looking at you going, what is the matter with us? <laughs> We've just driven all the way across the country, dropped off David, we're about to get home. Why are we yelling at each other? And you, you, you look real thoughtful for a second, then you go, are we hungry? <laughs> We were hungry. All of a sudden, we were hungry. And what was nearby? Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, which is fabulous for road tripping. Yeah, it was and, great. And so that was that was one of those times. But what was interesting about that was we both knew something was off, right? And that's something that in friendship, I think, is so vital to be able to have those tough conversations or when you hit a wall with each other, to be able to have the step, to the ability to step back and go, okay, hold on. This isn't where either of us want to be. This isn't where we normally are. And we didn't have a, a choice because we were going to be in the car together. You know, there was not like a, an option to, to just go away yeah, and, and to right. cool cool down. Now, we, we could have, but that probably wasn't the, the best thing to do. Well, no, no. But we figured it out. And that's part of that physical proximity and emotional proximity that yeah. happened. And being able to have the skills to get through it, even in our early 20s. Yeah. And I, I think we're still reaping the benefits of, of that particular day. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it was, I think it was something that... Um, you and I have, have had disagreements since then on things, but, but never enough for it to be worth a blow up or worth 
wasting any of the time that we might have because chances are we're visiting specifically to spend time together, so we don't want to waste it. Eventually, this was a road trip that we didn't come home from in the car. Yeah, drop the car off. We did drop the car, and that was that was the plan. Yeah, and then we flew home, and and uh, it was great. I I did think um, I I wrote a few things down, JD, about I think my big takeaway from that road trip is that really road trips really cement friendships. Oh, they do, and they can. They could probably tear they apart. They could probably end them too. Yeah, right? but that's part about being honest with each other and having good conversations and trying to, to work things out. Yeah. I mean, you enter a social contract when you start a, a road trip with someone. You do. You know, you got to figure out. You know, what do you like to have for snacks? Which I know down to a, a, the the T what you want for a snack. Absolutely. You know, yeah, you never guess wrong when you go in on your own into the gas station and usually bring slim, back. slim Jim and a some sort of a blueberry product. Something, something yeah. that's bright blue yeah. is usually something I'll eat exactly. or drink. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the, let's talk about another one. Yeah. Not all road trips are created equal or for the same reasons. Yeah. So w- we did a road trip that, I mean, any, many might just call it a vacation, but I think mm-hmm. it's a road trip because you were supposed to travel with me and my family, uh, to, to, uh, Europe in, yeah. in 99, summer yeah, of 99. Summer 99. Yeah. And you were, were you, where were you in school then? I was finishing up my, my master's degree at the university of Nebraska and I was finishing up over the summer and I had not planned to take that long, but it just, as it turned out, I needed to finish it because I was starting my PhD program in Ohio in the fall. And so I couldn't go with you, even though that was the plan. Yeah. So what we decided to do is that the next year yeah. I would make a trip back. So we went to the same Almost a lot of the same places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we started, of course, where you always should start in Europe, in, in Moscow. Right. Because right? that that's what that's, everybody that's thinks That's where of. our goal would be. Right. We, we traveled across the Atlantic. Uh, we were, this was pre-9-11. The, the, the flight attendants just kept giving us Stella. Yeah. Um, and and it, appreciate it. Let's not go into that whole story, but that was a. Yeah, it was a long day. Long, long day. Long, long day of flying because we were flying on miles that were given to us. We were. So we flew from JFK to Brussels, Brussels to Paris, then Paris to Chermadievo. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a long day. We, we get into get into Moscow. Uh, my brother-in-law, uh, who is uh, working there at the time, met us and immediately takes us to the most dangerous bar in the world. Yeah, that was its that was its calling card, wasn't it? Yeah, it was called the 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 Hungry Duck, yeah. and it was the most dangerous bar in the world. And I, we can't tell any more stories. about no. the Hungry Duck. No, we we can't. Um, not because we did anything, you know, immoral not, or not, anything. No, nothing like that. It was just something you, you can't. It, you have to sort of experience it to really be able to make sense of yeah. it. I guess. And, and while we were in Moscow, we saw some amazing places. We did. You know, we, we got did. we got hassled by the cops. Um, we we went to the Kremlin. We went to the top of the big TV tower. Mm-hmm. Um, we, that TV tower caught on fire a few days later. Yep. We uh, walked through Red Square. We went uh, saw saw Lenin line in state. Um, we did. Yeah, he looks like he's under uh, one of those a uh, heat, heating, lamp. Uh, heat lamp, like at McDonald's. Yeah, it was not a good look. No, no. Um, and then we came back and we ended up stopping in, uh, in France. Yeah. Just a stopover. Yeah. A little stopover in <laughs> France, stopover. which, it's... which we decided then to take a, a jaunt out to, uh, um, uh, Disneyland Paris. Yeah. Which was a blast. Which was fun. And, and things like their, their space mountain goes upside down. And we didn't know. In the dark. It was a real, a real trip. Yeah, it was. Cause I thought we were falling off of it at first. And then we decided to do something right up your alley and go up mm-hmm. to Normandy. Yeah, we went out to Normandy uh, to visit some of the D-Day locations. And we stayed in a town called Bayou, which is one of the first towns liberated by the Allies on D-Day in 1944. And uh, when we got, we took the train from Paris. And when we got there, we were walking from the station to the hotel we were staying at. And we decided to step in just on a 
just step into a pub. Wow, we're in Normandy. This is amazing. So we step into this pub and the pub owners, there's nobody else in there. Pub owner sees us, recognizes really quickly that we're American and he tells us very seriously, says, you need to sit down, just stay right here. He goes behind the bar and he pulls out two big glass boots, uh, glasses, and he fills them with local beer and brings them out, puts them in front of us and tells us that the family has owned this pub, this tavern for several generations and their grandfather, his grandfather ran it while the Germans had occupied France and then during the liberation. And he said, any American who from this point on, as long as this pub is in our family, any American who comes into this place, the first round is on us. And so we, we just got these two big uh, beers to drink when we got there. And then um, of course we bought another one because we wanted to sort of patronize the place. But that was our introduction to what turned out to be a fascinating and amazingly welcome visit uh, to Normandy. I mean, it was amazing how welcoming people were to us there. And we went to see all the battle sites and, and things like that. Yeah. Was, do you remember when we were on our little tour and we ended up being out on the beach there yeah, at Normandy? On Omaha. And, Omaha beach. and it happened to be low tide, yep. which was when the D-Day invasion, yeah, it they, wasn't when it was planned to happen, right. but it was when it but ended up happening. low tide, yeah. And we were out right at where the waterline was. And I, I'll never forget what you said, is you said, how did anybody get off of this beach alive? I know. It's it's incredible. And it's one of those things that, that was the first time, I've been back several times since then as listeners of the show know, um, but that was the first time I'd been there. And so my first memory of that, of course, is standing out at the at the shoreline with you, the waterline with you, looking back and seeing the pillboxes, yep. you know, still embedded in the hillside, thinking about that. Yeah. Well, I think my big takeaway from that trip was road trips create amazing memories. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. And they're ones that you continue to go back to in conversations and then tell other friends and, and yep. share. And it's... And it's one of those things that I think is so special about road trips that, that you create something that is unique to you, but then because the friendship is strong when you're sharing it with other friends, they pick up on that and get some appreciation out of yep. it too. Yep. Yeah. Let's talk about one more. I think that's probably all we have time yeah, for. Yeah, probably. Um, and, and this is the one um, that there's probably not a lot of details that I want to share about this one other yeah. than the fact diff- that- This is a different kind. The, we did a road trip right after our good friend Matt had passed away. Yeah. Um, and- it was a road trip with uh, the two of us, uh, our good friend Evan, and then um, Matt's wife, Sarah. Yeah. And the 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 five of us, um, well, that's four of us, right? Four of us. I can't do math. The four of us. Uh, five if you include Matt. Well, sure. He was with us. <laughs> uh, what we did is we wanted to honor Matt and his life and his legacy. And we wanted to share some stories with uh, about him mm-hmm. with each other and, and, and with his wife, who's going through a, just a terrible time. Yeah. You know, Matt died unexpectedly. It was not anything yeah. that was nice or, 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 or anything. No, it was really unexpected. And, and it was one of the reasons why actually you and I decided after that we weren't going to just let time go by. We, neither one of us had seen Matt in a little while. And so then suddenly he was gone. And so you and I had said, we can't not let that happen. Yeah. So we need to make sure at least a year, every year we're getting together. So what we did is we crisscrossed to Arizona and Southern California um, uh, and told stories along the way and mm-hmm. left a little bit of Matt in all of those places where we told stories. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we took little vials of his ashes. Uh, Matt was a very, very big guy in every single way. And so there were a lot he of ashes. He gave in life and he gave in death. Yes, he did. And so we put a lot of his ashes in different places and what Sierra really wanted to hear, as she said and has said many times, was she just wanted to hear stories um, about him. And we, have, of course, had plenty you know, to, to tell uh, because Matt worked with us at camp as well. And so we had, we'd, we'd been friends with him as long as we'd been friends with each other. And uh, so it was, a real, it was a real powerful experience. We had 
when you have a trip like that where it's where it's the bandwidth is stretched to its limit, right? You're laughing the hardest that you ever can really laugh. Belly laughs and tears rolling down your face. And then the opposite side, just the sadness, the deep sadness that you're sharing together that he's gone. Uh, and then the tears come with that, you know, mm-hmm. the, those types of things. It's a really powerful thing. And those that's a trip that all four of us continue to to still talk about. And yet, even though we can tell a lot of the stories uh, and we know all the stories that we told back and forth, there's something about having done that trip that can't be, it can't be replicated by anyone. Not at all. Right. And no matter how much we describe it, um, words don't ever really fully capture it. Right. And to me, that's the, what's powerful about trips like that, that other people can take is that it, it cements memory. Yeah. Right. In that sense. And, and I think in many ways that road trip really fostered healing. Oh yeah. Um, Oh yeah. It was hard for all of us. It was. Um, and we didn't really know Sira very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we knew her a little bit and mm-hmm. we have now become extremely close yes. with her. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and I think we had a lot of healing that happened because of that particular road trip. And I think that's one of the things that road trips do. Yeah, they can. I mean, and sometimes they do it in, and they almost always do things like the way we've described all three of these things. They do provide all those things in ways that you just simply can't expect. You hope it goes well. You're looking forward to it. You know there's going to be fun things. You know there's going to be crazy things. You just can't actually imagine them. And it's this wonderful opportunity to experience what happens a lot in friendship, that friendship isn't really about planning out every single thing that's going to happen or anticipating everything that's going to happen. The point is, is, is for the time that you're together, either in physical and or emotional proximity, it's the commitment to do it together. It's the recognition that you're going to do it together. You're going to experience it together. You're going to recognize it together. And no matter what it looks like, right? And so you and I, are, we've talked about it on, our, on the road today. You and I have been so fortunate, so blessed to have had so many wide varieties of road trips. Right, right, exactly. And, and there's that emotional proximity that we talked about at the top of the show. Right. Uh, that is, it'll be in when we drive out of here this afternoon. Yeah. That's part of it too. Absolutely. And, and that's what really cements our friendship. Absolutely. Well, hope we already ran out of time. Isn't I know. that crazy? Well, uh, thank you everybody for, for listening in. Thanks, Seth, for coming in. Uh, make sure all of you get a chance to check out Seth's uh, podcast, Athletic Obscura. It's really fun. It's about um, stuff about sports that you thought maybe you knew or never did know, but you're going to be really glad that you knew at the end. So, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter too at Athletic Obscura. Absolutely. We'd love to interact with you there. Absolutely. Thanks, Seth. Really appreciate it. Thanks to all of you for listening to this episode of This Show is All About You. I am your host, J.D.K. Winnikin. Thanks for sticking around. And until next week, chins up, everyone. <laughs>